The following clip contains strong language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Individual listener discretion is strongly advised. I told them to just leave the Capitol. And in response, they yelled, No, man, this is our house. President Trump invited us here. We're here to stop the steal. Joe Biden is not the president. Nobody voted for Joe Biden. I'm a law enforcement officer, and I do my best to keep politics out of my job. But in this circumstance, I responded, well, I voted for Joe Biden. Does my vote not count? Am I nobody? That prompted a torrent of racial epithets. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that, guys? This nigger voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, Boo! Fucking nigger! No one had ever, ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. In the days following the attempted insurrection, other black officers shared with me their own stories of racial abuse on January 6th. One officer told me, He had never, and in his his entire 40 years of life, been called a nigger to his face. And that streak ended on January 6th. Yet another black officer later told me he had been confronted by insurrectionists in the Capitol who told him, put your gun down and we'll show you what kind of nigger you really are. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That was the testimony of Harry Dunn, one of four Capitol Police officers who testified before Congress about the incidents that took place on January the 6th of this year. There were other officers of other races that testified that day about the abuse, the total neglect, the harassment, and just the overall disregard for authority that took place in the U.S. Capitol building on January 6, 2021. But it's the testimony of Harry Dunn and the other black officers that was really telling. It wasn't just the fact that they were, that these people who stormed the Capitol, that these insurrectionists, and that's what you call them, they're not patriots, they're not uh, heroes of a democracy, of a free society. They are what they are, insurrectionists. You know, I'm really sick and tired of people calling these people heroes. And most of the people that do it is Fox News minions that do that and Newsmax and and all the other conservative news channels that call these people heroes. There's nothing heroic about what those people did that day. You know, they're not heroes. It doesn't take a freaking genius to scale a wall 
which is against the law in the first place. Because the moment you touch that fence, you're 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 breaking the law. Because the Capitol building, along with the White House, along with the Smithsonian Institute, along with several other federal other buildings, are protected under federal law. There are guards there that that are paid and are trained to ensure that those buildings and the people that work in those buildings are safe. So when you take the, the time to bust into a federally protected building, which is a clear violation of federal law, you're not a hero. You are committing treason. You are committing insurrection. But again, I'm thinking about, and my thoughts and prayers are with the five people that passed away that day because of this mess. In particular, the two Capitol officers that died. One of them was killed by the mob. The other one uh, committed suicide, I think, a day or so after it. But it's the fact of what these four officers, including Harry Dunn, said, it says a lot about this country. It says a lot. And then all the stuff that took place at the 20 plus states that have filed voter suppression bills, and this includes my home state of Texas, that is basically saying And in all this, all this is because your candidate lost. It isn't because of the fact that there was actually voter fraud or there was even actual proof of discrepancies in the election. There were no discrepancies in the election. There was no physical proof that there was any kind of fraud that took place in the 2020 election. They checked Michigan's votes. They checked Nevada's votes. They checked Wisconsin's votes. They checked Georgia's votes. And there was not one piece of evidence of fraud. But former President Trump wasted people's time and money. But, of course, he he got plenty of money to waste. He's got tons of money. You know, he's still a rich dude. He's stupid as hell, but he's still rich. Keep that in mind. This man wasted all this money to fight fraud that didn't even exist. And so you got these dumbass governors like uh, Kay Ivey out of Alabama and Ron DeSantis out of Florida and Greg Abbott out of Texas that are passing these bogus voter uh, fraud laws to make it harder and harder for the American people to vote. The truth of the matter is they're they're, they're not here to fight voter fraud. They're trying to make it harder for people like me to vote. So they're trying to make it, they're taking restrictions away. Like for instance, some of these laws prohibit, you know, mail-in votes, which was very key for people of color. Many of the people that were voting were older, were elderly people, were senior citizens in nursing homes, and they were they couldn't get around as easily. So having that mail-in ballot was very helpful to have their voices heard. 
Some states have taken that privilege away or have limited the time that you had to get it. Some of them, some of these laws um, prevent present, uh, prevent absentee voting. You know, some of these laws are so strict where you could even get arrested for t- get for, for providing food and water to voters. That's how strict the, this is how much they want to keep their way of life. That's how the Trumpites, and I'm just going to call them what they are, the Trumpites, are so desperate and greedy and needy. And it's more need than greed because that's what it is. They're needy because of a couple of reasons. There's, there's, there's a couple of reasons for this. Number one, and I think I've said this before in a previous post, but it's the truth nonetheless. They are, number one, afraid. And the biggest reason for their for these laws is fear. It's true. It, it, it's, and, it's, and here's the cold part. The cold part is this is not a new tactic that they're trying to pull. It's the same old tactics. It's the same old racist tactics they, they used in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. It's the same tactics they used during Reconstruction to get black people to not go vote. It's the same tactics they're using. They just cloaking it in different language, coloring it up a different way. But it's the same old tactics. Let's face the fact, the devil ain't got no new tactics. It's just old tactics were given new language. You know, back in the day, it was poll taxes and literacy tests. Now it's about identification. Same tactics, just new language. No difference. And the reason why is because they fear the political base that exists. They one thing that the, the, the Republicans and the Democrats know of nothing else is that the African American community has at least twenty five plus million registered voters that are eligible to vote that can make a difference. I don't care how good I don't care how good or bad of a politician you are. You know good and well that 25 million votes can make a difference. It could swing an election. 25 million votes can swing an election. And let's not forget, the Hispanic population is one of the fastest growing populations in the country. There are over 20 million registered voters that are of Hispanic origin. Not all of them are from Mexico. They're from other parts of Latin and South America. But 20 million votes can swing in an election. They know this. Why do you think that the Republicans are trying so desperately hard to get that vote? Asians are a fast rising group. There are at least 20 million Asian votes that they can count on. It's been a known fact. The Republican Party don't give a damn about black folks. Never have gave a damn about black folks. I'm talking about the current Republican Party that became the current Republican Party after Nixon became president. I'm not talking about the Republican Party that was prior to Reconstruction, that was Reconstruction-based. I'm talking about the current Republican Party where a lot of the Dixiecrats, and among them were Strom Thurmond and Jesse Helms, 
became Republicans. Basically, the current Republican Party as it stands today is nothing more than the old Dixiecrat Party in the 40, of the 30s, 40s, and 50s. It's the same party, same tactics. They never gave a damn about black folks. And the, and the Democrats that are currently, they only care about black people when it's voting time. I've been saying this, and I'm going to keep saying it. Because I don't understand why as black people we keep voting for these for these sorry sons of bitches keep putting these same sorry sons of bitches in office when they don't care about your community, when they don't care about the problems that exist in your community, they don't care about the people in that community. The only time they care is when it's time to get their butts back in that office, to get that cushy office job and all the benefits that come with it. Now all of a sudden everybody cares. But the problems that exist in the black community have been existing in the black community and continue to exist in the black community because we keep putting these bastards in office and they don't care. And they know that we're so stuck on the Democratic Party and we feel like they're going to save the black community out of the problems of the community when they're nothing more than the starters of the problem. Which brings me to my second reason for this. It's because they know that even despite all that America has done to black people over the years, the black population still continues to grow at a, and have and have children at the rate of about 2.1 per 100,000 black people. Hispanics are about 2.4 per 100,000 people. White folks are less, way less. They're at the point of 1.3 to 1.5 per 100,000 black, 100,000 people. So much so that at that at the current rate it's going, and it's been going like this, within the next 25 years, Lord willing, I get to see this next 25 years. By his grace and mercy, I'll see him. Within the next 25 years, and we're talking about 2046, or earlier, the white population will be less than 50%. And that scares the hell out of them. Because they know by then, white folks will no longer be the majority in, in America. They're the majority now. Within 25 years, they won't be. And they are afraid. That's why they're pulling all these tactics because all these old decrepit racist white folks and I'm talking about Mitch McConnell and I'm talking about Lindsey Graham and I'm talking about Rand Paul and I'm talking about all these old uh, racist Republicans. They're going to be meeting they maker sooner than later. Trust me. They're up in age. You know, they're going to be up. They're going to be they're going to be knocking on the gates, the pearly gates sooner than later. And there's very few they got to replace them. That's why they're trying their desperate, they're desperatist. And I know that's not a word, but they're trying desperately to keep that balance of power to them, to keep that, to keep that advantage. But they know that they, it's slowly slipping away. So they're trying to rally the, the Hispanics around them. They're trying to rally 
the Asians around them. They're trying to rally everybody around them to keep them from coming to us. And I bring all that up to, because it comes back to this point. The point is America has never respected black people. No matter how much good we do, no matter how much uh, authority that we have now, you talk about Capitol Police officers that were trained by the FBI. They didn't see a badge. All they saw was the face. And the face over and the color overrode the badge. What happened that day to those officers, no officer should ever have to go through. So I feel for them guys. And that's why I don't feel any sympathy whatsoever for the ones that have been caught. Right now, they said there's over been 400 plus arrests so far and more are coming. There's going to be way, way more people. There have actually been congressmen and senators and high-profile businessmen who are among the people that are being targeted for arrest by the FBI. I can name two people right now that need to be on that list. I'm not going to mention their names, but you know who they are. I'm pretty sure if you if you've heard what I, what I've said so far, you already know what two names I'm going to refer to, so I'm not going to mention them. But they need to go to their homes, and we know where they live. Go get them out of their houses and put them lock and lock them up. It's because it's because of them that all this went down in the first place. It's because of them that five people lost their lives that day. And I think one of the other of the insurrectionists had been charged with treason, was given six months in federal prison. He should have gotten way more. He should have got way more because people died that day. It wasn't just some picnic that they were coming to go see. Folks passed, lost their lives that day. And those, those lives matter. But he should be grateful he only got six months. He should have got a life freaking sentence. Because I can guarantee you, and I'm not a betting man. I'm not. But I'm willing to bet every dollar I got and every dollar that I plan to get till God takes me home. I'm willing to bet every dollar I make. If that was black people or Hispanic people that came near that Capitol building, I guarantee you on everything I love, there would be dead bodies all across the Potomac River. If that was black or Hispanic people that did what those white folks did. All he would have had to do was make two phone calls and there would have been a slaughter. I guarantee it. You will see dead bodies all the way from the nation's capital, all across the Potomac River, cross over there to Baltimore, and then go all the way to Virginia. There would be dead bodies. And they wouldn't even give them a decent burial. They would probably stack them up yay high and burn them. Because that's how they treat us. We wouldn't do that because, number one, we know better. We know what they would do. But I'm just using that as an analogy. If that was black people that was storming that capital, if that was Nation of Islam storming that capital, if it was Antifa storming that capital, if it was anybody other than white folks storming that capital, 
they'd have called out the National Guard. They would have called the Army. They would have called FBI agents, which ain't and they're in D.C., so it wouldn't be, take much. They would be dispatched within 20 or 30 minutes' time, surround three states, and, and with orders to shoot to kill. And people would have, there would have been hundreds of dead people, thousands of them, dead. Those who survived would have been sitting in prison forever if they weren't executed. So I don't feel sorry for none of them. Every one of them that got locked up, every one of them that lost their jobs, every one that lost their homes, I don't feel sorry for none of y'all. Because y'all got yourselves caught up in a lie. So that makes you, who? so who's the fool? Who's the fool? Who's the idiot? All you got to do is take a look in the mirror you and point the finger. It points right back to you. If you were stupid enough to go out there on January the 6th and storm the Capitol under the guise of a stolen election, then you deserve whatever they give you. Because all the charges are federal. None of them state charges. Those are federal charges. D.C. is a federal territory. All them buildings you stormed were federal. So when you do federal time, you look at 85% before you see the light of day. And, if, and a life sentence in a federal prison is natural life. That means you spending the rest of your days in a cell. But I'm going to close with this thought. I'm going to go back to, to Harry, to Nunn, and those other officers. And why... You got all these people up in arms about the damn anthem and things of that nature. And why people were up in arms at the Olympics. They didn't want you to uh, protest at the Olympics. Because they know that a black voice is powerful. They know that black voices are powerful. They know that a silent protest is a powerful protest. Because they know that no matter how good you do in this country, they know that no matter how much power you have, no matter how much talent you have, you could be the best at what you do. And even to this day in 2021, Now, I've only been around for 50 years. And I know this growing up. No matter how much you do, all they see is a black face. And it nullifies everything about you. Is my skin my sin? It still is in 2021. Is it a crime to be black in this country? In 2021, it is. But am I proud to be black? Truth is, I wouldn't want to be anything else but black. And so I salute Harry Nunn and the other officers for their courage, their willingness to stand firm in the face of 
heavy opposition for their willingness to just keep your dignity through all of this. And I pray that by the grace of God that the traumas that you felt that day will be healed. <coughs> Excuse me. But at the same time, I'm going to pray for the ones that were stupid enough to go storm that capital. Because we know what you deserve. You know what you deserve. Whether you get it or not, it's another issue. But it's time that we told the truth and give you straight facts. They stormed that Capitol over a lie from a 74-year-old, from a 73-year-old toddler who refuses to grow up, who refuses to be a man. And because he didn't get his way, he gonna take it by any means necessary. He needs to be locked up. I'm sorry. He needs to be in jail because it's his fault that all this took place in the first place. And to those who lost their loved ones on that day, I'm praying for y'all. I'm praying that you receive healing and comfort and strength during a very, very difficult time. That's all I got to say about that. Follow me on the gram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on TikTok. Whoisrugrat.net Anyway, Big Mel, Whoisrugrat. Y'all have a good one. Your weekend's coming. Y'all enjoy it. I'm out. Peace.